What up, world? The past first point guard and trailblazers reporter Mike Richmond, and you are listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen every single day. It's coming at you every single weekday. It's five days a week, the only Daily Trailblazers podcast, so make it a part of your daily routine and make it your first listen. Uh, this show's brought to you by Prize Picks. It's Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON to get a up to a $100 deposit match when you go to prizepicks.com or use the app. Got a fun show for you today. I want to talk about Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons in depth. Yesterday's show was kind of the overarching 30,000 feet. I'm back. Let's check in on the Blazers through 24 games. Your your uh, third of the season check-in, 24-game check-in. Uh, they don't play game 25 until Thursday evening. So Friday show will recap that game against the Denver Nuggets. But as promised, I want to dig in deep. I want to get super granular here because one, that's like that's why you listen to a daily podcast, right? Is to get the nitty gritty. But two, I think this is sort of the, the one of the major questions facing the Blazers here as they continue this journey forward with this iteration of the team. Amphrey Simons is awesome. He's playing just fantastic basketball and he's been great carrying the load when when Dame has been been out. Damon Lord is Still very good. Even this year where he's he's like struggled, right? Shooting under 34% from three. He's averaging 26 and seven. Like a bad Dame, like a, a slow shooting Dame season is like 26 and seven with some turnovers. He's he's very good. Came back you know, after seven games off and hit five threes last night. He can do a lot of special things. These two dudes are really good. I'm not nitpicking their overall qualities. What I want to do in this show is lean into how to best maximize them together, looking at the numbers of what they've done apart, and then we'll we'll finish the show wrapping up some ideas to get the most out of both of them. Because I think there are some curious things we'll learn along the way as we dig a little deeper into the numbers. I am going to throw... Toss? Let me toss is a less aggressive word. I'm going to toss a lot of numbers out in this episode. Uh, what I don't want this to be is you going cross-eyed with this in your earbuds like, oh, nerd. Like, you might still think this is nerdy stuff, and quite frankly, it is. I used a bunch of nerdy websites to make it happen, but I think the numbers will help us understand basic concepts. So um, if you if if some of the math stuff seems like a little bit too much, I'm going to try to reel it back in. I'm going to do my best to reel it back in. Let's just start with how good Anthony Simons has been when Damian Lillard's been out of the lineup. The Blazers played 24 games this year. Dame's missed 12 of them. Uh, Ant also missed two, those two Phoenix games when, when Dame's out. They were both gone. The Blazers got a split. What a crazy season that they split against a very good Suns team without Dame or Ant in the lineup. Uh, shout out to Jeremy Grant. He's been great. We will talk about him later this week. Getting granular, I promise. Anthony Simons played 10 games this year. Ant has played 10 games this year without Damian Lillard in the lineup. All he's done is average 29.7 points, 5.9 boards, and 3.0 assists on 44.7% shooting, including 40.7% from three on over 11 attempts per game and 92.9% from the free throw line. That's basically 36-3 and three on 45-40-93 splits. That's superstar stuff. He's been a superstar. 10 games, all those things, whatever, whatever, like obvious small sample size. But you've seen it. <laughs> you don't need me to convince you. In the games where 
Ant has been asked to be the go-to, a go-to guy, him and him and Jeremy as the one-two punch, he is more than capable. More than capable. He is an all-star level production. When he is given the keys to the boat, he drives that thing. No problem. The dude's ready for it. Give him the Octo Yacht. Blazers are four and six in those games. Uh, I think equating like individual production to team performance is not exactly the right way to do it. And quite frankly here, I am going to focus almost exclusively on the offensive side of the ball here because I don't need to go that deep. Uh, We'll talk about this a little bit in the second segment, but like the Damon Ant backcourt is going to struggle defensively. Uh, I think you can approach something like league average if you get the most out of both of them. But that's like a best case scenario type of thing. This is going to be a below average backcourt. It's two below average defenders. Their path to being really good is being elite on offense. And when Ant has been the guy, he has been unquestionably elite on offense. So, so special. So good. Obviously, his limitations were on display in those games. He's still improving as a playmaker, and he can kind of get tunnel vision. It's not even tunnel vision. I do not think Ant's problem is that he only sees the rim and he, you know, head down, I'm going to shoot no matter what. I think it's that he is, when he surveys the floor, he doesn't some he doesn't always see the opening immediately. So something that's like, oh man, you you know, Nurk had him sealed. If you throw the ball in early, that's a, that's an easy bucket. Or if you hit if you hit this ahead right away, Josh Hart has an advantage. I think it's more that Ant, his surveying and processing speed is still a little bit slow. So sometimes he says, there it is, but he's half a beat late and it's a turnover. He's half a beat late and he's like, I can't make that pass. And once he can't make that pass, he's so darn good scoring that it's like, mm, okay. Also, some of it is just stylistic. Like he's a great pull-up three-point shooter. So sometimes his preferred shots and he's taking 11 threes a game are not exactly conducive to the team experiments. He is Taking great strides as a playmaker. There are moments when he makes really nice reads. Um, he is he, but you 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 know if you've watched these these games for the Blazers when it's just Ant as the main point guard, his limitations are there. There are moments when you're like, oh yeah, this isn't what he's best at. Also, there's some physicality stuff that just kind of can take Ant out of the games. When teams are really physical with him and they and they're capable of keeping him in front and they put um, strength on him, they put the Dylan Brooks types on him. Someone who's like maybe not super quick but strong enough to be tough. Uh, Pat Bev, I thought I think did a pretty good job in um, when they played the Lakers. Both him and Dennis Schroeder did a good job against against Ant. Like it's it's his the Ant hasn't developed the strength all the way to muscle through those guys and his handle isn't as strong enough just handling the ball to get through really physical, strong defenders. There are times when teams load up and teams send two or teams just send a bigger, stronger guy at him where where you can see Ant get rattled, get the team out of the offense, all of those things. And yet, and yet, with all of those things I just mentioned, the dude averaged 36 and three on 45, 40, 93 shooting, shot 45% from the floor and 40% from three on 11 attempts per game in the 10 games where he was given the keys, even with the limitations, 30 and six. Imagine if he was better at some of the stuff he's not so good at. Ant, on his own, is a star. I don't, I'd like, <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. On his own, he's a star. The task for the Blazers is to make, is to maximize what Ant gives you when he's next to Dame. And I think you, you start, you've started to see that a little bit this year. They're, they're starting to build on it. Um, 
They don't vulture each other that much. But let's look at the numbers when these two play together. Ant on his own is a star. Ant has propped up this team and been great on his own. Uh, on his own, like with the caveat that like Jeremy Grant's playing like borderline all-star production next to him. Like I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to dismiss him. I'm just trying to like zero in on the production you've seen from Ant when he steps into the starting point guard on a team that wants to make the playoff role. And when he's he's done that, he's been fan freaking tastic. He's been so good. But let's talk the numbers when Ant and Dame share the court in the second segment because I, I think it's illuminating into what the team's next steps need to be. But before we do that, I want to remind you that this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. I play Prize Picks. I use the app. Uh, you can also use their website, prizepicks.com. How it works is you pick between two and six entrants. And if they go over or under the Prize Picks projection, you can win some money. So if you get them all right, you can win up to 25 times your money. You go six for six, you're cashing out 25x. The best part is you're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. No, no sharks, no giant field, just you versus Prize Picks. And Prize Picks is offering any sport not just the NBA. So you get the NFL, MLB, the NHL, golf, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, NASCAR, tennis, you name it. You can make an entry in under 60 seconds. You get safe and fast withdrawals. So if you win, you can get your money quickly. And it's currently operational in 30 states and Canada, including Oregon. So if you're a local listener here, you can go to prizepicks.com or download the app right now. And if you download that app, you can sign up today to play daily fantasy sports and first time users can receive up to a hundred percent instant match deposit with up to $100 on that on, on that first deposit when you use, use the promo code locked on. So if you put in 100 bucks, they're giving you 100 bucks. If you put in 50 bucks, they're giving you 50 bucks. You get it. Don't forget, enter the promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match of up to 100 bucks. That's prize picks daily fantasy made easy. All right. Let's talk Damon Lord and Amphrey Simons. Two great tastes that Tate. Tastes great together. Uh, the obvious caveat here is that when you are looking at individual numbers, particularly like on-off stuff, uh, one, it can be a little noisy just because we're not we're not uh, too far into the season, and two, when Dame is on the court without Ant, he gets the ball and gets to run the show, and when Ant is on the court without Dame, he gets the ball and gets to run the show, and both of them are best in that role. Like I mentioned in the first segment, 36 and 3, when he's given the keys to the boat, let him drive the yacht. He's fine. And you know how good Dame has been. Like, to wit, per 100 possessions with Dame loaded on the court, Amphrey Simon has scored 26 points per 100 possessions. It's great. It's great. It's like, uh, fantastic. Without Dame, though, 37 points per 100 possessions like he goes from like this dude scores and this is like right where about what he's averaging on the year is in that 25 points range he's just under it right now but then to like 30 plus uh, 100 possessions is not exactly an nba game but it's roughly so it's like if you if you were to if you were to average it out for da- for ant to play the entire game it's 30 plus right like if um, that's that's like a little bit simplified version of the way those per, the per 100 possessions stats work, but like significantly about 30% more productive in terms of just points overall. Um, points scored per possession overall with Dame off the court. Just because he's going to get more shots. His usage rate skyrockets. Like he just, he's just, he's on the ball a lot more. But also, Amphrey Simons has been more efficient with Dame on the court. So um, 
while he might score more, he's, he drops in efficiency. Dame helps him. Uh, just looking at effective field goal percentage. With Dame on the court, Anthony Simons' effective field goal percentage is 58.7%. Effective field goal percentage is... Uh, your field goal percentage while recognizing that three-pointers are worth 50% more. Uh, it's 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 relatively simple. Uh, three, three is 50% larger than two. Uh, it's it's just uh, normalizing that number of factoring the value of factoring in the value of three-pointers. 58%, 58.7% effective field goal percentage with Dame on the court versus 54.1 when he's off. Like Anthony Simons is more efficient shooting the ball with Dame on the court. Dame helps. Dame helps. And this is the real key to the whole experiment is that Anthony Simons is made better with Dame on the court. It's the same with Jeremy Grant's numbers uh, all, all told. Like, Dame helps both of those gentlemen. But if you flip it, Dame is actually a little bit less efficient when he shares the court with Ant. Dame's shooting a 48.2% effective field goal percentage when he's sharing the court with Ant versus 59.3 when Ant's off the court. When Dame gets when when it's just Dame and and um the and other guards, uh whoever it might be, Dame has been more efficient. Maybe that is because he he can just go into attack mode. Uh, maybe it's because of how the how they attack and what what you know what what shots Dame gets when he's kind of alternating with ants and kind of figuring it out and and, and balancing it. Maybe it's just that they've only played 150 minutes together um, or 150 minutes apart, like in in games they both been available. And it's just a small sample size thing, and those 48 and 59% will come back a little bit closer to what you might expect. Like, I think these numbers don't mean as much, but I think it's worth raising a single eyebrow, a single Rocky Maivia eyebrow, say, like, Dame has been less efficient when Ant's on the court. His shooting percentages have, have, have gone down a little bit. In general, when Dame and Ant have shared the court... The Blazers aren't as good. They're getting outscored by 2.9 points per 100 possessions. Uh, let me cite some sources real quick. Those effective field goal percentage numbers are courtesy, and the points per 100 possessions numbers are courtesy of pbpstats.com. Uh, there used to be this wonderful tool on the nba.com stats website that would uh, populate the stuff in an easier, simpler, and, and quite frankly, just better way. Uh, but the NBA has scrapped that publicly available tool who knows why they would do that good job um but pvp stats is 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 helping us out here helping us get a little bit smarter about how things work uh it's a little bit harder for for me to navigate but it's still super super useful so thanks to the good folks over there these numbers i'm about to hit you with come from cleaningtheglass.com the indispensable stats website brought to you by ben falk when damon and are both on the court Blazers have been outscored by 2.9 points per 100 possessions. It's a net rating of minus 2.9. Some of that is because the Blazers are a really bad first quarter team, and who knows why they start games slow, but it has been a consistent theme all year long. They've been bottom 10 in net rating in first quarters. The starting lineup, which is good, like we, I think we have enough evidence to suggest that those five guys play well together. They just seem to start games slow, and they've had some stinkers to begin games, and then 
you know, you get to the first sub and they get a little bit better and they've been better in the third quarter. They've been an excellent fourth quarter team, but minus 2.9 with both Dame and Ants in the game. Uh, on the year, the Blazers are just in the negative point zero point seven in the negative. So uh, it's not like on the year they've been thrashing teams and this is a big number, but this is a little bit worse than they've than they've been. Um, the sort of mix and match combos have been better than just straight Dame and Ant together, recognizing that like, two-man lineup combos aren't exactly that super-duper meaningful. But with both Dame and Ant on the, on the court, they've been outscored a little bit. When one of them sits, the Blazers have outscored their opponents. With just Amphrey Simons on and Dame off, the Blazers outscore their opponents by 1.4 points per 100 possessions, a net rating of plus 1.4. A little bit better overall with, with just Ant in the game. Some of that is uh, second units, like Ant is usually... He, uh, the way the substitution pattern works is Dame usually plays the first nine minutes and comes out of the six minute mark, comes back at the three minute mark. And then he plays into the, into the seven minute mark of the, ne- of the second quarter. Like you get to play a little bit against second units. You might be a little bit, might be a little bit stronger with against those te- against those lineups. Although they haven't really been like ant plus the bench has not been a particularly good lineup. So I think most of this is how special ant has been in the games. Like overall that Dame has missed as opposed to the sub pattern stuff, but a little bit better. Tellingly though, and this is just like Dame Lord's great. He's just a great basketball player. Plus 16.3 with just Dame on and ant off. Dame is a better playmaker. He's, um, he's just, he's a better basketball player overall. Um, and you put a better defensive two guard in there. You move Josh Hart to the two or whatever it looks like. And you can, you can, you can kind of run off on teams. This is here and lies. The problem with the Dame and Ant pairing is that the two of them together, and this is part of the net rating stuff is that they're going to struggle on defense. And if you put, bring one off, at least the way the Blazers roster currently works, you're almost always, unless it's shade and sharp, but you're almost always going to have an upgrade at the two. Um, whoever, if, you know, if they're playing bigger lineups with all wings and justice Winslow is like, nominally the shooting guard or if it's Josh Hart nominally playing shooting guard which it is often when one of those guys is off the court like you're just getting better it's a better defensive fit there which is hence why it might work uh, a little bit better again I think these numbers are noisy and not like super super duper meaningful but the Blazers have killed when it's just Dame and no Ants and they've been they've outscored their opponents when it's just Ant and no Dame when they've played you know Big minute straight up against with their with their two guys, they've struggled a little bit. And I think that's part of the big question. How good can they be? And I want to discuss that to close the show. How good can they be? How good can they be? We got the numbers, but I want to talk more sort of X's and O's and basketball philosophy stuff to close the show on how good can this pairing be. So join me in that third segment, won't you? Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. I'm talking Damian Lord and Amphrey Simons in today's show, diving deep on the Blazers' backcourt and what that pairing looks like. I think it's obvious we don't need to go much deeper, and I'll just say it one more time. It's, it's, a, it's a duo that is going to struggle a little bit on defense. Maybe a lot of it. Maybe a ton. Maybe they'll stink. So the path to this working to the Damon Ant pairing working is one awesome wing play. The Blazers have up, upgraded their wing core. You know, Nazir Little's hurt, but like Justice Winslow, uh, Josh Hart, who plays bigger than he is, Jeremy Grant, whose athleticism is just such a treat on both sides of the court. Um, if if it ever works out with whatever Jabari Walker brings, I think uh, as 
as Trenton Watford continues to make strides on defense, like the wing core is better. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic has struggled a little bit on defense this year. He's capable of being a good defender and helping clean up for those two guards. Um, they'll hopefully he can kind of um, figure out where he fits into the plan because I think he has he's had some bad games on defense this year, um, and he's typically been very very steady. Um, so instead of hand wringing about the Damon Ant defensive issues. It's been done. It'll be done other places. Um, it's, it is what it is. I kind of think like once you've agreed to pay Ant all this money and once you've agreed to pay Damian Lillard all this money, instead of hand-wringing and doing what often is the case with when people are analyzing teams and only talking about their limitations, let's talk about what they can do. What they can do is be an elite offensive group or pairing, duo, whatever you want to call it. I think the Blazers have left too many points on the board for my liking this this season. I, they're twelfth in offense according to cleaning the glass. I think this team has top five upside. Damon Lord's missed half the games. A couple of those he looked not f- fully himself. The uh, losses to Brooklyn and Utah, where it was like, are his legs okay? You know, just bricking shots he can make. Right. If Dame gets healthy, and he plays often. I think this team's going to improve on offense, but their path to being a very good team is being a very good offensive team, and that starts with getting the most out of both of these dudes. If it turns out that this team is just okay when both of them play together, you know, uh, something like a zero net, right? Like, But they're awesome when one of them is on the court because they're beating up second units with an elite point guard, like an all-star level point guard, one Hall of Fame level point guard, another all-star level point guard on at all times, 48 minutes of awesome at that spot as your lead playmaker, they will roll teams in the regular season. Like they will roll teams. They will get it rolling. The problems will arrive in the playoffs when you, when you aren't, teams aren't going as deep and they can scheme for you or whatever. But like January, February, March, the Blazers will roll teams if they can get it going and Dame's healthy. Like uh, if you get the offense to where I think it can be, because of how good Amphrey Simons has been, because I know how good Damian Lillard can be, you are you you have the makings of a of a very scary regular season offense. Throw how special Jeremy Grant has been. There are makings of a very scary regular season offense. Some of why I think Ant is better with Dame and Dame is worse with Ant is because of their skill sets. But it doesn't totally make sense to me. Amphrey Simons is an elite spot up shooter. He's an elite pull up shooter. He's pretty much just an elite shooter. He's one of the great shooters in the league. Like he scores in all of the ways, but he's a great spot up shooter and a, a great um, pull up shooter. Damon Lord, in a points per possession basis, ranks better than Ant as a spot up shooter. He just doesn't do it very often. Less than two attempts per game as a spot up shooter. Give Dame. Find a way to let Ant be the initiator and have Dame comfortable filling in gaps. You know, pick and roll, Ant comes off, and Dame is the guy who replaces the space where the roller just came to, and he spots up. Or, um, you know, some of it is Ant or Dame's really good at getting all the way into the paint and kicking back out. He's super strong on those passes and he can see him well. Amphrey Simons has not mastered that skill yet. So it's not as simple as like, just just have Dame spot up more. Dame creates spot up opportunities that Amphrey Simons can't with his skill set. 
But if you can, if if Ant can continue to develop and give Dame those opportunities, Dame grades out, and this doesn't, this should not surprise you because you've seen Dame and Lode shoot the ball a bunch as an elite, like 90th percentile according to NBA.com spot up shooter. He's just taken 1.9 attempts per game, less than two attempts per game as a spot up shooter. Get him up to two, three, four. You're you're stealing four points a game there, like just because of how good Dame's going to be on those spot up situations. He's really good at it. I think that's one way to do it. The other thing is one is this thing I just uh, alluded to is more role replace stuff. So both of these guys are comfortable playing pick and roll, right? This is what both of these gentlemen want to do. Um, I don't think, you know, if everyone could run the offense that the Warriors do, they could, but it's not that Steve Kerr has a system. It's that Steph Curry is a system and Steve Kerr unlocked it like a genius. Um, I just don't think other teams can, can run like, our best player plays mostly off the ball and him being off the ball is actually the scary part. Most good teams give the ball to their best players and let them run pick and rolls, particularly spread pick and rolls. That's what the league looks like. Like that's, that's, there's little wrinkles in there, but like, that's what the league looks like nowadays. And it's what the Blazers are comfortable with. So instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, I say, tweak the wheel slightly, give it shinier rims and uh, thicker treads so you can ride in the snow. Let's, Make that wheel have a little more utility um, and also spinners. But so both these gentlemen want to operate in pick and rolls. Let them, let them, let them. My philosophy to, to coaching is what do you, what do you, your players do best? Have them go do it. That is the Mike, Mike D'Antoni adaptation of, of, of maximizing your best player strengths. Let them run pick and rolls. But what I would like to see is instead of spacing and standing stationary on the weak side is when you run a high pick and roll or you run a empty side pick and roll, when you, when you, when the roller and the ball start going towards the rim, there is a huge gap that opens up behind the play, like where they just vacated and moving into that spot as a spot up shooter, both with Dame and with Ant is a way to just to generate more cleaner looks. It also brings gravity. Oh, you know, it, in, it brings defenders and pulls defenders, it creates gravity, it doesn't bring gravity, but it's like, there is a gravitational pull. If you move into open space, the defenders follow, you are creating, you are creating, you know, pockets on the backside, that movement after the simple spread, pick and roll stuff. A lot of times you will see the Blazers, Okay, something broke down. Okay, here's this and that. Nine on the shot clock. Run a pick and roll. It's just up to the dude who scored or the dude who's got the ball to score. I would like to see the Blazers get into offense a little bit earlier so then when you run that pick and roll with 14, 15 on the shot clock and try to get downhill, you can replace. It didn't work. Now you kick out. You can rescreen. The other guy can relocate. But that area, the the role replacement area, I think is a place the Blazers could absolutely take take advantage of. I think there is there is... Um, there's some meat on the bone when you're watching pick and rolls of the area behind the the behind the screen, particularly in mid pick and rolls, like pick and rolls to start in the middle of the court. There is there's meat on the bone for and and Dame specifically to relocate when he's off ball into that vacated space and be dangerous. Dame moving off the ball, not the Steph Curry style, but sprint relocating. I'm standing here. I'm watching the play. The action happens. I'm going to sprint relocate here just once, one time. Give it a shot. That's scary enough to be a problem. The other little tweak I'd like to see the Blazers do is run a little more Spain pick and roll. Uh, that is an action where you screen the screener's man. So think of it as a high pick and roll. Um, 
Yusuf Nurkic sets a pick and roll at the top of the key for Damian Lillard, and as he's rolling to the rim, a guard comes up basically at the free throw line and screens Yusuf Nurkic's man. So the guy who's chasing the roller, the big man, say like Jonas Valanciunas in this case, is guarding Nurk. He's chasing Nurk on a pick and roll to get back and recover because they're playing man-to-man defense, and the guard comes and hits Valanciunas with a back screen. You screen the screener's man. That Spain action, a bunch of teams run it. Nobody runs it, for, as far as I can tell, more than the Suns. The Suns run it all of the time. Uh, Devin Booker is a really good screener, so it helps. I think Damon Lode has the ability to be a really good screener, and this allows him to be part of a play, use his strength, and use his creativity, um, and and cause some misdirection for the offense, or for the defense, rather. Um, I don't know how many times you can run this. Like, I don't think you can have, like, a steady diet of this. Um, I will say the Suns run it a bunch. It's their go-to action for them, and they run it in a bunch of different ways. They run that action in a bunch of different ways just to get uh, Devin Booker touches at the top of the key, get get Booker touches with a live dribble, get CP, uh, allow him options on pick-and-rolls. I want to see, the Blazers don't run this action very often, if ever. I would like to see the Blazers do that a little bit more. A little bit more. It's, these are, these aren't monumental tweaks. These are like, run this action four times a game. Move into the open space off the ball and like, see if Damon Lord can become a little bit, a little bit more dangerous as a spot-up shooter because he's so darn good. I think this duo has a chance to be great on offense. I think Anthony Simons' growth over the last two weeks or his his production over the last two weeks is just proof of how gosh darn good he can be on offense. He's fantastic and he can continue to get better. So for me, what I want to see is the Blazers get the most out of this duo. It's a duo that has been really good apart and just okay together. I think they have an opportunity particularly as Dame gets healthy, to be awesome together. And it's one of the big developments I'm going to be watching for the rest of the season because if this, if these two are terrifying, the Blazers can maximize what they can be. And that is a juggernaut on offense that has some improvements um, with upgraded personnel and upgraded interest on defense. But they got to get to juggernaut on offense first. That is absolutely step one. And Dame and Ants are going to be the biggest parts of that juggernaut on offense with all due respect to, to Jeremy Grant, who's been great. So we will talk about him in a show later this week. And that's the thing about Locked on Blazers is it's five days a week coming at you every single weekday free wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. So why don't you make it your first listen every single day and tell your friends to do the same. And then why don't you make your second listen Locked on Sports Today. It's a 22-minute show covering all the biggest stories across all the major sports leagues in North America. It's a lot of fun. It's also available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Come back for tomorrow's show. We're going to have more fun getting, getting granular here on Locked on Blazers. Tell your friends. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.